Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And one of the mighty will fall this week, Walt. Two out of the seven undefeated teams will have a loss after this week. The undefeateds, of course, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, Baylor, and Minnesota. Uh, the big games of the week are obviously Penn State and Minnesota playing each other, so those two undefeated teams in LSU and Alabama playing each other. Uh, we'll go over those games, too, in more depth. But first off, let's uh, let's dive right into a juicy game for DFS, which is Texas Tech at Virginia, West Virginia at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Uh, Texas Tech is minus 2.5 right now, moved a little bit since Monday. It was at negative 1.5. The over-under is set at 60. Um, I kind of like some Texas Tech players in this one with how uh, West Virginia has been struggling on offense, struggling to score. They haven't scored more than 14 points in their last three games. Very consistent because it's been 14 each of the last three games. Uh, Cedric uh, Thompson, the uh, Texas Tech running back at 5,700. Five TDs in his last three games, 58 carries and 11 receptions in those games as well. I like the price point, especially with that production lately. Uh, he scored 36.7 points in the Baylor game, uh, given his backups were injured and they look to be playing this game, but are still under the weather. So I think one of them had a shoulder injury and the other had a, a ankle injury. Um, based on the previous opponents these two teams have played, I'm a big fan of this pick, uh, especially at the price price range he's at uh, in running backs. And that's kind of like where I like to go, 5,500 right around there with my running back. So I really like him going into this week on the afternoon slate. Uh, another one is TJ Vasher, the wide receiver from Texas Tech, at 6,200. Uh, not completely sold on this pick for a cash game, but for a tournament, I think he's worth a shot. I have a feeling Texas Tech is going to score a lot of points, uh, and Vasher could get the job done as far he would be the guy getting the job done as far as his uh, wideout position goes in this. Um, he has a TD in each of his last four games, and he's a big play guy. Low receptions, but... Uh, he's, like I said, he's had four TDs in the last four games. So not one of those guys you want going into a cash game because he's not going to get you those points per reception. But, hey, he might break out and score a couple touchdowns on you to really make up that uh, value in that 6,200. Uh, while we got another good game coming on this week. Yeah, Western Kentucky at Arkansas. Same time, 11 a.m. out of the two. This is probably the one I'm going to be watching. It's on the SEC Network. We got Arkansas minus one over under a 52 an SEC home team giving a MAC team one point. This is incredible. Look for a possible underdog switch in this game. What that means is Arkansas right now is the favorite. Expect they may be the dog at some point heading into this game. I would not be surprised at all, Woj. Not in the least bit. Lines makers probably put this spread here to keep people from hammering Arkansas. If they have Western Kentucky, the favorite, I don't know. There'd be a lot of money coming in on Arkansas just because as gamblers, this is what we see. We see Arkansas, an SEC team against Western Kentucky, a MAC team. Boom. Hammer the SEC team. Hey, not so fast, honey. Who likes to say that on game day, Woj? Not so fast. That's Corso's line. That is Corso. I'm going to steal it for this episode, though. Not so fast. This Western Kentucky team's a good team sitting at five and four. Arkansas, obviously a very, very bad team sitting at two and seven in the SEC. I won't be taking any action on this, but well worth noting, you know, come bowl time, come bowl season, watch this game, jot down your thoughts on it. 
because Western Kentucky is going to be a team you're looking at to bet on a bowl game, possibly, depending on who you get a matchup with. Arkansas, likely not even going to make it to a bowl game. The MAC giving the SEC a little run for their money. I like that a lot. Uh, right into the uh, one of the big games, marquee games of the week, Penn State, 8-0, heading to Minnesota, who's at 8-0, uh, 11 a.m. AB, or it's on ABC, excuse me. Uh, Penn State is uh, given 6.5 in this wall, and it's an over-under of 48. Big game, big game for us. I, I don't know. What's the Penn State's playoff rankings for, right, Woj? That's what they came out with? Yeah. Minnesota playoff ranking 17. Did you just say that? Yeah, 17. For an undefeated 17. team, 17. There's there's two lost teams in front of them, Wall. That's, well, well, see, I know that's the way you see it. I'm going to push back a lot because I don't think Minnesota is that proven. I really don't, Woj. I don't think they're that proven. Uh, and I agree with you. Uh, I, they have a big challenge their last uh, four games here because they have to play Iowa, Wisconsin, obviously Penn State this week, um, and then Nebraska. So it's going to be a, a tough road ahead. Uh, but we'll see if they can get it done. This is the biggest test they'll have of the season uh, so far. Uh, you know, surprisingly, game day will not be here. It's uh, unfortunately the same weekend as the LSU-Alabama game, which they had there every year. But P.J. Fleck, the coach from Minnesota, is really pleading for game day to uh, to come to Minnesota. And uh, even Herb Street had talked about that it would be a cool place to go watch a game. Uh, instead of the every year LSU Alabama game, but hey, I have no complaints. The LSU Alabama game is usually good as well, so no complaints here. Um, but again, while what do you think? If Minnesota wins this, do they get past all those other two lost teams? I mean, the two lost teams that are ahead of them right now. You have Kansas State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Wisconsin, Auburn, and Florida. Do they get past them in the rankings? Uh, yeah. Maybe for one week, whoa, that's it because I. I could definitely see Minnesota winning the, losing the rest of the games here out because maybe they do move up for that one week. It's a possibility. I'd say it's unlikely, but they're eventually going to lose with that schedule you said coming up. Uh, I am pumped for this game. 200 feet of Big Ten teams, but as far as DFS goes, it's not that enticing. Uh, you got Penn State, Minnesota, both pretty decent uh, on defenses. It's just one of those Big Ten battles. Over-unders low, it's 48. Um, if there was one person, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, we've talked about him before on this show. He's a 5,800. Uh, I wouldn't take him in a cash game whatsoever, but in a tournament, could pop off. Uh, he's had a TD in the, each of his last two games. Um, so we'll see. And if I think if Minnesota really plans on winning this game, they're going to have to hammer it through the air. As Penn State's run D is, is just unstoppable so far this season. Uh, but their passing D has given up 211.6 yards in the air per game. So we'll see what happens there, Wall. Hey, for me, Woj, it's pretty simple. You kind of can tell what I'm thinking about this game. I really don't have much to say about it because it's 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 very black and white. Penn State laid the touchdown. Easy money, Woj, easy money. I think you might be right on that one, Wall. But we'll we'll take a look. That'll be one game to watch for sure. Uh, another big one, another marquee game, LSU 8-0 at Alabama, 8-0, 2-30 on CBS wall. Well, this is the big one, Woj. This is the big kahuna. This could be potentially the national championship game right here played this weekend, Woj. We still got some weeks left, but this could be the game. It's game day. They're going out there like you mentioned. It's going to be very, very exciting. It is, Wall. I, I can't wait. Uh, it's just, it, it's not even just like, 
two undefeated teams or, you know, number three and number or number two and number three in the playoff rankings playing each other. I mean, these teams, no matter where they're at, every single year have a good game. And there's always like those moments that they come out of these games. And it's just it's an awesome game to watch every year, year in, year out. Big question mark. Big question mark for every everyone, really, and for the national championship implications. Is Tua going to play? What do you think, Woj? Game time decision. That's what they say. Is it really? No, I don't think so. The way Saban works, I mean, he's just coming off of a bye. If he really has been practicing and, and just hiding it, I, I mean, I, I think he's playing. This is too big of a game for him not to play in. He's had a bye week to kind of recover, and he even recovered the week before that. So uh, I really do think he's going to play. Um, as far as DFS goes in this game, uh, it's Alabama. So let's drink the Woj Kool-Aid. Let's talk about the BAM receivers that are around 6K. Uh, so first off, you got Jerry Judy, 6,500. Uh, with Devontae Smith leaving the game early last week, uh, he stepped up two TDs and scored 32.3 points. It was a big day for him. Maybe that was the spark he needed to get back into that early season form that he was scoring all those points in because he hasn't done much as of late other than the last game. Uh, let's go right into Devontae Smith at 6,400. Uh, he was banged up for a few weeks, but he's had that bye week. If he's 100%, I think he goes back to being the number one wideout and the three-headed monster out there. Uh, or you could go with Henry Ruggs, 5,900. Ruggs likely, uh, again, just like Judy, dominated earlier in the season. He's kind of fallen off the fallen off the ladder since then, and it, some of that could have been just uneven matchups and just the competition was uneven, so they were just getting him more reps. But um, he's had consistent catches even through his slumps, so uh, he's pretty decent at the 5,900 price point. Uh, this one's hard for a cash game. Any one, three of those, any one of those guys, because any one could be the guy that gets the ball the most. Um, but if you're playing smart and you're keeping an eye on if Devontae Smith is healthy, if he's 100%, I think he would be a decent guy to pick in a cash game if he's 100%. Um, if you're going to go with a tournament game, I would go with Ruggs just because of that price point. If he's the guy that gets two touchdowns, then then you're golden, and I think he'll be the least owned out of all three of them. Uh, other than that, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilera, the LSU running back at 6,000, has played well against other good def defenses and run defenses uh, like Florida and Auburn. Uh, he had could have potential against Alabama, and I think LSU will need to get the ground game going just to get the over-the-top working as well because the Alabama secondary has just been unstoppable so far this year. Um, and, I mean, just for a note in that Auburn game, he did put up 34.7 points, and Auburn's got a pretty good defense. So I actually really like uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilera in that, even in a cash game at 6,000. I don't know that I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, Woj. I'm not drinking your Kool-Aid. It's a little too sour for this game. I'm not liking the offenses so much in this. I think there will be points scored. Don't disagree with that. But a big SEC game like this down south, a 63 over under, I don't know. That's a lot of points for these two teams to get playing in such a big game where defenses usually decide it. First half over under, seeing that 32 and a half, that's likely the way I'd play it if I was thinking under. Coming out, defenses pumped up. They're not going to give up any of those yards, especially those rushing yards you mentioned LSU's got to get off. They're averaging 158 on the ground on the season. I don't think they get near that for this game. Could. Never know. I could be wrong. But, hey, at least we get to see Alabama play a good team, probably one of the best teams in the nation, if not the best. Alabama played two teams this season with winning records. I had to pause a little bit so you guys could digest that. Alabama 
one of the top five teams in the nation, has only played two teams with winning records. That would be Texas A&M and Southern Miss Golden Eagles out of the mighty Conference USA West. I wonder how they have a winning record, Woj. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir here. This is 100% right. I mean, we finally get – Alabama finally gets a test. No, I mean, they I'm needed keep, a test. I'm going to keep hammering it, Woj. Combined records of Alabama opponents, 28 and 41. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's rough. I mean, that is that is beyond rough. It's just bad. I mean, with that kind of record, I don't know how you're even ranked in the top five. But they are a good team. I'm not trying to – sway people into thinking they're a bad team they're obviously not they're a national championship contender but they have not proven it yet lsu has the experience they've proven it they've got some wins under their belt Woj. i have vested interest in lsu i want them to win the sec championship for financial reasons i gotta take the team that's proven even though i have that i'm gonna double up i'm gonna get the points for a team that possibly could be better than alabama when it's all said and done Fortunate Bama caught the home field. SEC coincidence? I don't know. They're the ones that pick these schedules. I'm still going to take LSU. I really like them getting points in any game. Solid pick. Uh, I, I will be interested to see how well LSU's defense plays, especially secondary, if uh, Tula is in. I think that's where Alabama could get an edge from, but – I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it, it all really depends. I, I think it really depends on LSU's defense, but I do like LSU in that. I think they are the more proven team for sure, like you've talked about. Uh, another big game coming up for Pac-12 at 2.30 on ABC is USC at Arizona State. Well, I think it's going to be a good game, which I really shifted my attention to the Pac-12, you know, gotten away from the Big 12 a little bit. Obviously, Big 10 always there and SEC always there, but this game for the Pac-12, it could be, you know, determining in bowl games and who gets placed where USC you know they came out hot last week against Oregon they came out pretty hot actually they have me thinking Oregon might lose that game but that was partially because Oregon came out cold so it's kind of how it works in football right one team's cold the other team's gonna look hot USC offense after the first quarter I'll say they just imploded they looked awful miserable no one to run the ball they were completely one-dimensional team did you get to watch the game at all I did, and I remember we we picked uh, you know one of those tournament fly by wires with uh, Solvis and Pittman, and and it was looking strong at the beginning, but then man, did they just fall off? Like you're right, they just completely imploded on offense, and it didn't work out at all. No, exactly. When you're one dimensional like that, there's really there's it's easy to stop a team like that when they're one dimensional. Even though their passing game was having a good job, you know, was doing a good job, I should say, with Slovis, as you mentioned. When the other team knows what you're going to do every time, it's just easy to stop. Arizona State, team that's kind of been flying under the radar since that big loss to Colorado earlier in the season. Colorado, I should say, as most people make fun of me for saying that, but they're coming off a two-game losing streak. Utah, then UCLA. UCLA, who knows? You get a great team one week and then a pathetic team another week. Utah, though, they're a solid team. They beat Arizona State because they're a better team. Actually, Utah had one of their best defensive performances in that game. So I'm not going to discredit Arizona State for losing that one. I think they're a good team. They're running the ball 56% of the time. USC's passing the ball 54% of the time. Expect that to be a lot higher this game because of their one-dimensional offense with their injured running backs. You know, Arizona State, middle of the road, giving up 243 passing yards a game. We'll see. We'll see which team prevails. We'll see if the USC offense can actually 
get something going in the run game to help up set up their pass game over the top. As you mentioned, I think it was in the LSU game, right, Woach? Yeah, it was. It's going to be the same kind of concept here. If they can get some running game, maybe they have a chance in the passing game. But USC, bottom of the Pac-12 rushing defense, 184 yards a game. Give it to the run team. Keep their defense off the field and rested. You know, I, I like Arizona State in this game. I do too, Wall. Uh, and it's just because I don't think USC will be able to do anything on the ground. And I also think because Arizona State – and, I mean, you said the stat, 243 yards passing a game, giving up. And people would be like, well, why don't you just hammer sole this and put him in? And I'm not going to because this game is going to revolve around Arizona State slowing the pace down. You know, USC wants to go for this air raid offense. They they keep hammering it, hammering it, hammering it, even without their, their lead quarterback on the job. Um, so I'm not taking you any USC players or wide receivers or Solvis. Um, and I'm going to go with Inu Benjamin. Um, he's 6,800. Like Wall said, I, I think Inu can do really well against this U, U, USC uh, defense. Uh, they give up 184 yards on the ground every single game. And I mean, Arizona State's, that's their playmaker is Inu. Um, so I, I like Enu in this. Again, they're going to try to slow it down, so I wouldn't expect to get too much extra overvalue out of Enu, but I would expect to try to get at least a value out of Enu for sure. Um, that, that'll be a game that'll be interesting to see how Arizona State wants to play that out and how they do. Uh, another really good game, I think, in the Big 12 is Kansas State 6-2 and two at Texas 5-3, and three, 230 on ESPN. Texas giving up, a, giving up seven. Uh, over under in fif- uh, 58. Now, a cool little fun fact here is Kansas State and Texas have played the same three teams over the last three games, Oklahoma, TCU, and Kansas. Kansas State has won all three of those, and Texas lost two of them. And the one they won against Kansas, they only won by two points. So what's the deal? Why is uh, why is Texas given seven to Kansas State, Wall? Well, Texas is at home for one. For two, you know, you got to remember these bookies set the lines. I shouldn't say bookies. Those line makers set the lines so they get half the money on one side and half the money on the other side. They expect probably if they put Texas at a minus one, minus two, or even minus three at home, I don't know. A lot of people are going to jump on that, I think, Woj, just because of the big name Texas. Like you mentioned, Kansas State may be looking a little better on paper, but that big name Texas is going to attract a lot of betters. And I think that's why this spread is where it is, whether it's justified or not. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing too: is Kansas State has a terrible passing game. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, the, and Texas has a terrible pass defense, one of the worst in the nation at 305 yards per game. Uh, and they have a great offense, 477.6 yards per game, um, but terrible defense. That's why they've done really well in DFS so far this year. Um, K-State's running backs are all banged up. Um, so, I mean, that could be another option, too. I'm going to take one of their wide receivers, though. He's cheap. He's their best one. Dalton Schoener, 4,500 on DraftKings. He's cheap. Um, could come out with a decent game. I, I, it's just Texas's defense is so bad in their passing game. I don't see Kansas State not at least trying to pass the ball or having a game plan to go into this game to pass the ball. But uh, that would be an option to pick up on the cheaper end. Devin DeVerney from Texas wide receiver. Man, this guy is so good, and he's at 6,500. Uh, this is a cash game safe pickup right here for sure. He's at 34-plus points 
in back-to-back games, and he just keeps getting consistent targets over and over and over again. Uh, he is my new favorite wide receiver in DraftKings and, or any DFS, um, and at 6,500, I, I can't pass it up going into this game at all. Hey, going back to those handicappers, last week, Woj, we caught them, didn't we? We caught a big mistake by those handicappers. Any of you that checked out our episode, we told you right then and there that Kansas State was a much better team than Kansas. It showed up. It showed on paper. That line was off. Maybe you're right about this one, Woj. Maybe Kansas State is a better team than Texas altogether. I watched that game last week. Their running backs may be banged up from Kansas State, as you mentioned, but all their touchdowns came on the ground. Three of those from Skylar Thompson, the quarterback rushing. This Texas defense sees a quarterback that rushes all the time, Woj. I think they're going to be ready for it. Kansas State is a good team, but I'm not going to bet against Ellinger, Texas's quarterback. I think he pulls through somehow. What the final score is, I don't know. Whether they cover, I don't know. I'm not betting against Texas. I'm staying away. Yeah, I, I'm with you all because this has just got so many question marks in the Kansas State offense. And I know, yeah, they've done really well. They beat Oklahoma, TCU, and Kansas. But, uh, you know, just when you're looking at it, it looks like Texas can outscore these guys in every aspect. And can't where Texas struggles on defense, Kansas State doesn't excel on offense. Um, so uh, we'll see, have to see that game. That'll be a good Big 12 uh, bash out there. Another Big 10 bash. Well, I'm excited for this one. Iowa 6-2 and two, heading to Camp Randall to take on the Wisconsin Badgers 6-2 and two at 3 o'clock on Fox. I'm real excited for this one, Woj. It's a big game. I'm happy we're actually talking about the University of Iowa rather than Iowa State, who you bring up every episode. And no, I don't know who we're going to talk about next game, Woj. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Wisconsin, minus nine and a half in this game, over under of 38 and a half. No, I'm not, I'm not reading off the first half line over under. This is the game over under, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I should say. The over under clearly hasn't moved. Who wants to take a position on that either side? I don't know. I won't be. Wisconsin has been flirting with eight points. They keep dropping down to nine and a half and going back to eight. I don't know. Whatever team you want. Be aware of that. We're talking about two teams, though, in this game, Woj. The number three defensive team in the nation, Iowa, versus the number five defensive team in the nation, Wisconsin. I don't know that I've ever seen that in a game. It's probably happened, but that is incredible, especially during season. Two great defenses, going to be a great football game. Expected game time temperatures barely above freezing. How many people do you think are be in the stands with their shirts off? I bet you a couple of them at least out there in Camp Randall, huh, Woj? Oh, Camp Randall's going to be going nuts. I'm, there, there's an extra guy in the field in Camp Randall. I mean, it's going to be a wild, awesome game. And I bet there's going to be a bunch of Iowa fans there too. Oh, there will be. There will be a bunch of Iowa fans there. They'll have their shirts off too. I don't know why they do that. It's crazy in my opinion. But it's great. Support the team. This is a game that separates the men from the boys. We're going to get to watch it. Not a chance in hell, I bet, against Iowa. I don't wager on Iowa games, but maybe once a year. It's a good strategy to take. You know, it takes emotion out of the decision-making process, which is great. A case for those of you that want to listen to a biased analyst, here it is. I'll give it to you. On average, Iowa gives up 12 points a game. The game line is at 9.5. Going to be freezing weather. Hands-in-your-pants kind of game. 9.5 is a lot to justify, Woj. I think you play the stats, 12 points a game. 
I was not giving up many touchdowns. That's for sure. I'm with you all. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for the Iowa defense to take on the Jonathan Taylor show over there uh, and really give them a taste of what, what a defense is like. Um, I, I just can't wait. That's going to be an awesome game. Three o'clock again on Fox, everybody, uh, out at Camp Randall. Get ready for a jump around in the fourth quarter. Oh, that'll be great, Woj. That'll be the best. Well, you said it, Wall, already. Uh, it is our next game on the list. Iowa State, 5-3 and three at Oklahoma, 7-1, and one, 7 p.m. on Fox. And the reason I bring this up is because Iowa State's really good at DFS. <laughs> and you know what? Oklahoma really is, too. Um, you know, a fun fact, Oklahoma ranks last uh, in plays per game. And you know how we talked about that in the mini episode is you want teams with higher plays per game. But listen to this. Oklahoma ranks first in yards per game, and they are beating the closest competitor by 46.3 yards. So least amount of plays, most points in college football. That's pretty spectacular big plays right there. Um, I mean, and that basically comes down to the Jalen Hurts, C.D. Lamb train. Um, both of those kind of just run run around defenses left and right. Um, it's pretty cool to see that come out come out like that again points per game or plays per game is 62.75 yards per game is 579.4 per game that is nuts um here's my take on this uh, oklahoma's guys are way too expensive jalen hurts is 9,000, cd lamb is 7100 and those guys put up video game numbers they they get their value typically almost every single week but here it is you're going to spend fifteen thousand one hundred dollars of your fifty thousand salary on DraftKings just for two guys I mean, that's crazy. How are you going to fill the rest of your team if you do that? You know, they're going to score some points, but it's hard buying the Ferrari when there's a Ford that can get the job done as well. And by the Ford, I mean Iowa State. They're a good DFS team too. Brock Purdy, the Iowa State quarterback, is only 7,900. He's a poor man's Jalen Hurts. Multiple people have said that over the over this year. Uh, even though he's had a few rough games, uh, you know, Oklahoma let Kansas State score 48 points on him. Um, and Iowa, I believe, Iowa State's got a way better offense than Kansas State, in my opinion. Um, another guy is Brees Hall, and we've talked about him on this show before. It's the Iowa State running freshman running back at 6,800. Uh, he's still sitting at a good price. We picked him up a couple weeks ago at 6,500, and we got 218 uh, bucks a point on him, which is really good. You know, typical, your your average or even value would be $250 a point. So 218, I'll take it every day. Uh, we took him in the against when they played Texas Tech two weeks ago. Still getting the job done, uh, and he gets the job done in the passing game too. Uh, ten receptions out of ten targets in the last three games. So they're targeting him, and he's catching the ball, and he's doing stuff with it. So, I mean, he is good. Brock Purdy's good. I like taking those guys over taking, uh, you know, just ruining your bankroll with Jalen Hurts, C.D. Lamb train. Uh, even though those are, guys are good, but I like bright Brees Hall's chances of getting back to the 31.1 point and getting back to the $218 a point um, in our value. Hey, well, let me uh, give you my two cents on this game. 7 p.m., Fox, tell you what, turn on a different game. How about Appalachian State at South Carolina? You know, this game starts a little earlier. There'll be a little carryover effect in the Iowa State game. Good. You at least get to miss half of the Iowa State game that nobody wants to watch. App State seven and one, South Carolina four and five. I mean, you got South Carolina giving up 
only six to Appalachian State, an over-under of 51. This is an SEC team at home again against the Sunbelt East team, not even giving up a touchdown. This does not bode well for the SEC. They are in a very difficult position right now. This line actually opened at minus three and a half, steadily moved down. People are jumping on South Carolina just because of the name recognition. App State coming off first loss of the season against Georgia Georgia Southern last week. South Carolina coming off unimpressive win against a discombobulated Vandy offense. I don't know if you saw that game, Woj, but wow, I haven't seen a team that discombobulated in a long time. (laughs) South Carolina claim to fame was a win against Georgia. I'm sure most people that listen to the podcast know that. Likely stuck in people's minds. I had App State as a favorite out of the gates in this one, Woj. App State has good pass D. Weakness is their run D. Showed it last week. Georgia Southern hitting 335 on the ground against App State. That's a lot of yards. Look for Feaster or Doddle, the running backs from South Carolina, to have a big game, pending who actually plays, considering the injuries to both of them. I might have overestimated Appalachian State a little bit, but I got to go with my system. I got to go with my gut. That would call for taking Appalachian State on the money line, plus 178, to win the game straight up. Every $100 you put down, 178 back in your pocket. I think we take our chances. As far as DFS, I don't like taking chances. Um, and in this game, I'm confused. Uh, so South Carolina is probably going to run the ball. We, we know that. That's just kind of what they do. But they have a very crowded backfield. They have about four or five guys that they're going to have run the ball in the game. Uh, and it's difficult to fix figure out which one's going to get the most carries, and even that guy usually isn't going to get you back to even. Um, Appalachian State wide receivers might be a decent pickup here, but I am just not sure. And with me being an un- so uncertain on that, I'm just going to stay away from this game in the night slate. I don't know um, what's going to happen or how it's going to work out, but um, I do know South Carolina is going to run, but again, picking up, and trying to figure out the running back by committee is just not not a good play. Hey, that's fair enough, Woj, but you are going to have to make a pick. Woj versus Wall Pick'em, what is it? I like Texas Tech uh, at West Virginia. Again, that's 11 o'clock on ESPN2, and I talked about it before. You know, West Virginia has struggled. They've only scored 14 in their last three games. Um, Texas Tech has been – has – on st- on paper, Texas Tech is just better all around. They have more points per game. They have better defense, everything. Um, so I like Texas Tech minus two and a half on this. I actually think they win by a touchdown or, or more. Ooh, whoa, John. I think I might actually fade you on that game. I might be taking West Virginia on the money line. But we'll see. Maybe you dissuaded me. Although with my record, Woj, I think I have a good standing to say what who's going to win and who's not. Would you not agree? Uh, you do have a good record. Mine is not so hot. Well, I'm going to put another one on top of it that I know you have to cheer for this week to give me an even better record. Iowa plus nine and a half, going to Camp Randall, playing Wisconsin in a frozen tundra. I like Iowa getting that many points. I like Iowa to even win the game. I'm not going to put it in the pick em, but I like them to win the game. I like your pick, Wall. I hope you just didn't jinx it, though. I'm I'm worried for it, but yeah, I'm let's let's go Hawkeyes for sure. I'm I'll pick I'll I'll root for you this weekend, okay? Good, I made it so you had no choice. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at wwcfb. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, 
is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>